This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's fitness trainer, entrepreneur, and creator of the Training with Tea app, Tatiana Lampa. We talk about how she went from being a trainer at a big box gym and left and decided to start her own brand. We talk about how movement is medicine, why it's important to have proper form so you don't get hurt, and why weight training may finally give you that weight loss you've been looking for. And this episode is brought to you by my favorite water, Flow Alkaline Spring Water. They just dropped three new collagen flavors. Go check them out at flowhydration.com and use Squats and Margaritas 20 to get 20% off your order. Here is my interview with Tatiana Lampa. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. It's so nice to meet you. I know. I'm so, so excited. I'm really pumped. Me? I'm so pumped to have you. Um, I, I, I want to talk about obviously fitness, but I want to know your entrepreneurial story as well, because I think it is badass that you were a trainer at a gym and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own brand. So I kind of wanted to start there. Like you've been a trainer since you were 17. Did I read? Yeah. So I started coaching at 17. I started with volleyball and I was coaching like fifth, sixth and seventh grade. And at that time, I didn't even know that that would be my future. I just was a volleyball player. I was doing it just because I enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. long behold, like 10 plus years later, I'm like in this, enwrapped in this coaching world. And um, Aaron, that's it. I did start as just a trainer. I was a New York sports club trainer and I wasn't supposed to be. I wanted to become a physical therapist and I got into training because I had a degree in nutrition and exercise sciences. I didn't Mm -hmm. get into PT school. I was depressed. I was sad. I felt like a failure. I feel like my, I felt like my parents were upset. My grandmother was upset and you know, Mm -hmm. getting approval was so important to me. And I was like, you know what? I'll become a trainer for now, save some money for PT school, and then go from there. And then I ended up falling in love with it. And I just, yeah, you know, once you start to love something so much, I was able to create a brand. And I was able to step away from a box gym. And, you know, I wanted to feel confident enough to, to start my own brand. I didn't do it like overnight. It took some time, but I'm just really happy where, where I've come from. Yeah. I mean, you've made it. And what was the most daunting thing? Like anybody's thinking about maybe stepping out from what they're doing, doing it on their own, starting their own brand and is a little bit hesitant. Like, do you have any tips or anything that you learned that you could share with someone that's looking to do the same thing? Yeah, I was definitely scared leaving. I was like, what if my clients don't follow me? What if I don't make money? What if I was, I kept asking all these what ifs and I was like, all right, next month will be the month. No, no, no. Two months will be the month. When I started asking myself these questions, what if, no, next month, next month. I was like, you know what? I have to cut the cord. I'm just going to trust my gut and I'm going to build training with T. I started promoting on Instagram and I said, Hey, I'm taking on clients who wants to train with me. And that's how I started to build my brand was simply from Instagram and word of mouth. And for anyone who's looking to get off from like a box gym or from a steady job, like I had a steady job. I had, I had clients there. Um, is before you actually go, you know, set yourself up on Instagram, show up every single day, show up every day for your clients, share your information, let people know you're knowledgeable because people aren't going to train with you or people aren't going to buy from you if they don't know what you have to offer. Yeah. And would you recommend like you had your clientele from the gym? So you don't almost like proven yourself already. So you knew you were going to have that base client to come with you and 
you just launched it. And <laughs> Instagram is such a, I think about like people that started their own businesses 10, 15 years ago when there wasn't that social media aspect and you had to hire a marketing agency mm -hmm. or whatever company. Now you can just do it yourself. Like with my brand too, I'm everything. I don't, I, I am bad at delegating. I want to talk to you about that too. Like I do the Instagram, I do the content. Did, did you bring people on to like help out as part of your team? Or it, like you're the, obviously the trainer. So you do all the content stuff, but do you have somebody that helps you with your videos or that responds to social media? Um, how did you set that? Uh, yeah, I love this question because it's about delegating. And I know like anyone, just like both you and I, it's a lot on Instagram. We have to show up. We have to create content. We have to get creative. We have to hear from people. What do you want? Like, what do you need from us? And in the beginning, let's say I started 2015. I created training with T. And finally, 2000, uh, 2020 was my first year that I hired an assistant. And it was like a long time coming. I yeah. was, I felt, don't you feel like a circus act? Like I'm doing this and I'm mm -hmm. there and now I got to create and now I got to create a program. <laughs> but then it's also like, I guess I would love to have help and I am a circus act, but it's also like when you build something like letting go and kind of trusting that somebody else has your vision, like it's hard for me to just, I feel like I'd be like, so wait, when did you post? And I would, <laughs> it would be hard for me to like, keep my hands off of something that I built. Like, did you have that problem? Yeah, I completely did. Um, my first assistant was amazing. And, you know, she, we were on the same page. I always like to choose, like when I hire someone, I also want to make sure that like we have similar views. I was a dancer and so was she. So we were like already like super spirited, excited. And so I already uh, liked her vibe. I saw her content. I was like, great. And then um, I just hired two new assistants and they're awesome. And we're all on the same page. While I was interviewing, it was just like, okay, let me hear what, what you have to do, what you have to say, and like, what's your experience. And also, um, I give them a branding kit. I'm like, this is the brand. These are my core values. This is who I am. You guys can basically see it off Instagram, who I am. And I want to stay as authentic as possible. So I am full control of my, my Instagram. I'm in full control of my text messages. So when you guys text me, it's actually me. Nice. Yeah. See, that sounds manageable when you put it that way. I feel like I can, <laughs> I can branch out a little bit. Talk yeah. to me about training with T, your app, and your it, the 12 week program is Move More. You're all about moving. Movement is medicine. I yes. love it. Yes. All, all the things. So I have three different sections of training with T. So training with T started off with just personal training. Now with this climate, I'm virtual. So I have some in-person clients, but everything's virtual. Then I have my Move Better programs, 12 weeks, and it's my corrective exercise program. Anyone who come out of an injury, who has low back pain, who wants to strengthen their core. Uh, <laughs> I think everyone's going to be like me. Yes. <laughs> Chronic low back pain. Yes. Yeah, and I hear that so often. And I created this program because I heard probably like 80 to 90% of my clients are like, I have pain here. I have a shoulder pain. Um, my knee feels funky. And I was like, wow, this is a constant trend. And I want to create a program that was available to, to everyone who can take it, who can do the program and have my coaching along the way. So that's one of the portions. And then I have my training with T app and the training with T app is my baby. I work so stinking hard on it. I just finished filming. So I just, I'm hopping on and then I'm going to go back to filming again. Nice. Yeah. I love your hustle and it's an amazing app. Like tell, tell all the things you can get there when you sign up for that. 
So when you sign up with Training with T, you guys are going to have a breakdown of the workout. So I have upper body, lower body, and glutes, uh, core. I have hit, kettlebell, stretch and recovery. So everything's breaking broken down. And then at the top, I have my T's talk. So it's kind of like my version of TED Talk. Uh, I bring in different health professionals and we talk about anything and everything. I love it. And how do you, once you have access to the app, is it like a monthly? Yes. So it's okay. a monthly, it's $19.99. But if you guys want to use the code endoband 21 you'll get the first month for $14.99. And then we're going to send you a free band. So, um, Get your first month for fourteen ninety nine, and then, or you can just get the month for a uh, year for seven. Uh, what is it? One hundred seventy nine a year. So I think that comes out even fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, and it's so great right now because people can't go to the gym or they're hesitant to go to the gym. Like I still haven't gone back. Um, so to be able to do that virtually, to have access to you in an app, like it's so timely. Um, I want to talk about your a specialist in corrective exercise. I was a division one athlete in college. So like I have been through like a strength program, but I'm not a certified trainer. So every time I'm trying to give an exercise that I know how to do, I'm always like, but I'm not a trainer. And I'm so scared that I'm going to not give the right posture or something and somebody's going to get hurt. So I'm always like giving that disclaimer. And why is it so important to make sure you're doing the exercise properly? Yeah, it's super important. And I, I just finished a call with someone yesterday about like beginners getting into exercise. And the goal is to always have a strong baseline. Like you're never supposed to like jump into these crazy exercises if you don't have that proper baseline. If you don't have it, you're at higher risk for injury. Now that you're at higher risk for injury and you have this goal of losing weight, now you get hurt and now you're back to square one. So my goal is to make sure that we have a proper foundation, a proper baseline. And when you're doing your exercises, you want to do it right. You know, you never want to do an exercise sloppy or if you're doing it wrong, you're like, let's say a deadlift. And a lot of people are scared of deadlifts. It's, it's a very intricate exercise and people do tend to pull their low back out at, at those exercises, but it's not because of the deadlift. It's because over time, those bad habits led up to this moment of you lifting 135 pounds on a deadlift that you didn't have proper form in. So we want to make sure you're doing everything right in the gym, also outside the gym, because it translates both ways. Yeah. And then like when you get like, you feel something like funky, you said like in your knee or something, but you keep training because you're like, oh, it's just this. And then you end up being like out for a month and you can't train because you didn't listen to your body and you weren't doing it the proper way. So it's so important to have the right form and anybody that's looking in, you know, to a personal trainer, you are giving proper form on every exercise, which I don't always have because I'm not a trainer. So that's what I love about your app and your page. You get so many exercises just on your page too. Yeah. And I guess that's that credibility. Like people want your app because they see that you're knowledgeable on your Instagram. You give people the exercises there. And then if they want more, We've got training with T app. Yes. Um, I was going to ask you about stretching and you made me think of it when you're, you don't want to just jump right into something. Are you supposed to stretch before you work out and after you work out only after, like I never, in so I played college soccer and it was always like, you're more supposed to stretch a cold muscle. So you were supposed to like run a little bit and then stretch. What do you say? What's your thoughts on stretching? Yeah. So there's so many mixed uh, opinions about this, but 
I like to warm up my body first. So by warming up, it can be simply uh, mobility exercises. It can be some agility, like light drills, some jumping jacks, something so simple just to get your muscles warmed up. And then I'll get into my stretching and foam rolling, um, my mobility exercises, really depending on what your program is like. So like you were a D1 athlete, like I'm sure your trainers and your coaches are like, all right, we're doing this warm up, run around the lap like three times, and then well, let's get into your dynamic or your static stretches. We'll grab the foam rollers there sometimes it feels like when when you're really cold and you go straight into stretches it doesn't feel as good it feels better when you're warm so um definitely stretch but you want to get be warm for that and then towards the end of your workout foam roll and stretch that's like my that that's it that's a given because you're nice and warm there is that um a big component to like not getting hurt is stretching is that going to like prevent a lot of the injuries that people are getting because they're not stretching um, so yes and no. Um, there's like, again, mixed reviews with that. If you can even just stretch for five minutes after your workout, let's say you did legs, roll out your quads or, or like stretch out or roll out your glutes, something like that after a workout, it doesn't have to be a 30 minute stretch session, mm -hmm. you know, do something that can better you. And yeah, maybe it's going to help you prevent an injury. Um, you know, a lot of people say they have tight muscles, but sometimes when they say I have tight muscles, it could be just a sign that you have underactive muscles and overactive muscles. So it depends on that. So, oh. yeah. How do we know if we have that? <laughs> so uh, I'll give you guys an example. So if anyone has like an extreme arch back and you're having low back pain, and I see this often with uh, postpartum, it's because the belly comes forward and now you're compensating and you're like arching your back like this. Mm -hmm. So the psoas starts to pull and now your arched back is like stuck in that position even after you give birth, right? So after you give birth, we're like so focused on the baby. We can't work out for four to six weeks. And all of a sudden you feel like you're stuck in this position. So your overactive is your quad and your psoas. So you want to actually um, roll that out and stretch that out. And now your hamstrings are weak. That's underactive. So whenever people say tight, you know, there's so much more into it. I always would leave, like if I would go to like a HIIT class and I have two young kids. So it was always like get in my workout and then run. And as soon as the, the class was over, but they would start to stretch, I'd always be like the first one out. And that I wouldn't do the stretch because I was always in a hurry. And I feel like that was not... Like it, that should be part of the class. Like I should look at that as part of my workout. You're probably going to get more out of it. Um, I have lower back issues. I always blame my almost 45 pound two-year-old. Um, I'm always <laughs> massive and I'm always picking him up. And like, if he falls down or just in the mornings and I, my lower back is so bad. And I saw you have four moves to strengthen your lower back is that where can we find that or yes. can you tell us <laughs> yeah so we i actually have it on my instagram and then i also have like core friendly low uh core low back friendly exercises on the app so core exercises simply dead bugs we just need to strengthen your core a little bit more and then also roll out either your quads or your hamstring depending on um your back it i, I would have to see that if you want to show me i could tell you <laughs> Well, you have said foam roller like 10 times on the, well, I need to get a foam roller. Like, oh my God, I mean, you don't have I mean, I have it somewhere. One. I don't even know where it is. That's how like often I use it. I'm going to send you after this. I'm going to send you a link. I like the trigger point one. Yes. Okay. Perfect. That's the one that they had in my gym. But again, okay. I would see people foam rolling after class and I'd be like going to get my kids. I'm going to make it a priority. Um, I wanted to, I know you're also a nutrition, you have your degree in nutrition as well. Yeah. If someone, and I see people on here that are just starting on their like fitness journey, how important is the diet component? And is that more important than the exercise component? Or is it truly just a balance of the two? I really think it's a balance of it. Nutrition is beyond 
beyond important. Um, but I think the exercise portion is really important. So someone who's trying to lose weight, we always say 80% diet, 20% exercise. But if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, I would say like it would be an equal balance. And you also want to prevent injuries. So diet is important. I, sometimes I don't like to say diet, just proper nutrition. Right. Um, and I was telling, saying it to a few of my clients, you know, I want you to think of whole foods. I want this to be sustainable. Yes, you can have your glass of wine, your two glasses of wine on weekends, enjoy yourself. But I also want you to look at a food like, okay, can I, which way can I make a better choice? And every better choice that you make every day, every meal is going to lead to something better. And you're going to feel 10 times better. You're going to be in this lifestyle that you won't even think back. I was thinking the other day, I was like, I don't remember the last time I had fast food. Like, I can't even remember the last time I had it, and I can't even remember actually enjoying it. I'm so enwrapped in this, like, healthy, sustainable lifestyle that it's like a pastime. Mm-hmm. I'm so, and you said the word sustainable. Diets are not sustainable. I wrote my book about that. I struggled for over a decade with bulimia, anorexia, did every diet, like, just that the whole diet culture was so pervasive in my life for, I'd say, since I, from like 16 to 36. And I finally found this lifestyle of balance at 37 after having two kids and balance is sustainable. And like you said, you just make little choices during the day. You, nothing is off limits. Yes. Like if you make a food off limits, at some point you're going to have it. And then before I would just be like, ah, oh, I had it. I'm off the wagon. I, you know, I'll start over on Monday, mm-hmm. giving yourself permission to eat whatever you want for the rest of the weekend. But if you just live a healthy balanced life like have what you want don't have it again later that day like have a cookie don't in the morning don't have one later if you i always say like if i have a margarita at happy hour then i don't have one with dinner you can have it (laughs) have what you want so that you will stick with the sustainable lifestyle of balance it's not a like quit or going on and off like right now i feel like everyone's on keto and Mm -hmm. How, is that how healthy is keto from a professional um, standpoint? So I would never recommend it to anyone unless you have a chronic disease like epilepsy. It's science based for epilepsy. Um, oh. I wouldn't do it only because you're messing up with the system inside of you. Like what happens after you're done with keto? What happens if you're going back and forth, back and forth? Now your entire metabolism, like we can't see what's going on inside. And no. I'd rather do something that works long run and that's not sustainable it's good for people who actually have a chronic disease because you get the benefits of it i see i didn't know that benefit i had um Haley pomeroy she's a nutritionist she wrote all these books she was saying that like putting your body into ketosis Mm -hmm. like she grew up like with cattle and they would like show them um like if you put a animal into a catonic state you would be like banned like that's she's like that's how bad it is you weren't you couldn't do it and that's what people are doing to their bodies Mm -hmm. with the keto diet she was like no keto diet and i just feel like it's every on the grocery store it's on every magazine this is keto friendly yes exactly it just sounds like it's dangerous (laughs) yeah and then again it's like it's the diet culture and it's just like what people are doing like what celebrities what's your diet i'm doing keto and then now Mm -hmm. thousands of people tens and thousands of people are now doing it and it's not you know recommended you know i i always say if you can try and find a sustainable uh, just a balance balance and i like that you said yeah have your margarita in the afternoon and you know later at night all right i'm not gonna have it but enjoy yourself you know like when you start to deprive yourself you get angry and when you're angry no one around you is going to be like pleased to hang out with you so do it for yourself and do it for the people around you (laughs) 
Yes, you're happier when you can, what I say, have what you want, what you need to have, and then don't have the things that you can live without. Like mm -hmm. when I go to Chick-fil-A, I need fries, like I need some fries, but I, I can live without the bun on my, so I'll get like a grilled chicken sandwich, I'll take off the bun and I'll eat a handful of fries. I don't feel deprived because I got fries and I didn't really need the bun. So it's like, yeah. yeah, I get rid of what I can live without. And I, if I need a margarita or I need something sweet in the morning with my coffee, I have it. I'm yeah. happy, it's sustainable. I'm not gonna quit because it's not a diet. It's just a balanced lifestyle. And it took me a really long time to find it. Um, did you always, like, I know you've been uh, training since you were 17, I, you were a dancer, did you say volleyball? Uh -huh. Did you ever deal with any kind of like eating disorder, diet issues? Or were you always um, kind of just living a healthy balance? Yeah, so I was a cheerleader and a dancer and I never experienced, I'm like thankful that I never experienced that because my coaches never like said, this is how you should look like and here's what, this is what you should weigh. So I'm really grateful for that. I think I started to get more consumed when I first became a trainer in 2014, 2015. I just had too much knowledge and I was like reading all the ingredients and I was like, wow, this can cause this, this and this. I was scared of like even getting near fruit, like um, candy. Candy was like, I was scared of, I was definitely afraid of it. I remember a bunch of friends and I were going to get milkshakes and I was, my heart was palpitating. I was like, I can't have a milkshake. You know how bad that is and then eventually like I was like I gotta get out of my head like I really just need to live and like if I'm gonna have a milkshake it's obviously once in a while I don't that was probably the last time I had it but I shouldn't get I shouldn't get scared of it yeah there's something actually called orthorexia which oh. is an obsession with healthy eating looking at the ingredients because I was when I stopped the anorexia it was like I was eating, but I was only eating healthy things. And I realized that that's an actual, another type of eating disorder. Oh I felt God, exercise bulimia. Like there was times where I would write down the calorie count of everything I was eating and then go on the elliptical and work out that many calories to like cancel it out. Like I struggled for a while and I've never been happier it, until like, right now I'm 39 and I eat what I want. I eat more often. I have a weightlifting component, which is my main source of exercise now when before I just stayed on the treadmill, I just thought yeah. it was cardio, cardio, cardio. So for the woman that is looking to see a change in their body, because I did not see one for 10 years, I was on the treadmill seven days a week, never took a day off. My body changed when I started weight training and I'm assuming that's not like a fluke. No, not a fluke. Right. And it, Why? it's true. And it's true. So just a little science party. So when you're doing cardio, you're burning X amount of calories for that time being, right? So when you're strength training, you're gonna go ahead and burn calories after you're done working out. And that was the beauty of it. Is that EPOC, something EPOC. like post? So yeah. excess post oxygen consumption and, <laughs> and you're burning as many, you're burning calories after, and that was the beauty of it. You feel stronger, your body fat, decreases and that was the difference so like yes you're losing weight with with your cardio or you're probably like plateauing right we're nothing yes. changing and then i couldn't lose yes yes and then you start to see definition in your body now your body fat percentage is going down and maybe your weight kind of stayed the same or maybe you lost a few pounds but now your clothes feel tighter you feel more confident like a complaint that I hear from people is like loose skin after cardio, you know, been just doing straight cardio. Strength training will help tighten it. Um, so yes, it's not a fluke and I'm so happy that you were able to see that change.
it took because it, I wanted. I, I feel like women are always taught cardio, cardio, and I wanted to sweat. And I felt like when I left the gym after strength training, I didn't feel like I really did anything. And I wouldn't take rest days. Like you couldn't pay me to take a day off. <laughs> but don't you need the rest days so your muscles can build back up? Like those are important too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I always recommend at least one full rest day or two. So one full rest day, the second rest day can be something low impact. It can be like yoga, um, Pilates, simply just walking, walk your dog or go to the park or something so low impact. And then that full day of rest because your body needs it. Yes, and that's when I started seeing results because it was like, I wouldn't take a day off. And then I think that the stigma of lifting, like you don't want to get bulky. So women always stick to like really low weights, which was me for 10 years and I, cause I just wanted to tone. I didn't want to get bulky. I never had any tone when I was lifting light. And then when I started lifting much heavier than I was, now I have muscle tone. Like yes. for the woman that's afraid of bulking up, like what do you say to her? I say, get out of your head and, <laughs> and just get out of your head. These are myths. And I'm a, I'm a true like example. Like I've been lifting for like how many years and I'm not bulky. I've been awesome. an athlete. So, you know, I can put muscle pretty quickly, but it's your diet. It's what you're fueling your body with. And that's what I like to remind people is that, oh, but what about the, the bodybuilder girls? I'm like, well, they're in a completely different, like, food regimen like they're fueling up and they're counting their macros and you know you're lifting you're doing some cardio you know try and find something that you enjoy doing like going to the gym with your friends or doing a lift session via virtual together and um and find a weight that works for you that's challenging enough but not too strenuous right if we do light weights yeah. light weights feels cool but then sometimes like i'm working out i'm like i feel nothing like this yeah. does not feel like i'm making any changes to my body so i mean it's also again in your head but strength training is just the way to go it, and i was i we had this i was speaking at a gym we did like this like women's group and this girl that owns this gym has like the, the most fantastic body I, I was like stand up and everybody just kind of watching i said how much cardio do you do and i she even shocked me i thought she was gonna be like a couple times a week she and she stood and went like this zero and everybody and i and i I've never seen, she's like, it's, there's, it's not as much bang for your buck. Like if you're spending your time doing cardio I, and the, I would say too, like the women that those have those perfectly fit bodies, they're not on the cardio machines. They're in the weight room. And yeah. for so long, that's like my message to women, like try this because for so long it was like, stay on the cardio, get your sweat and like burn your calories, calories yeah. in versus calories out. And just make sure you're working out more than you're eating. I was barely eating. I was starving. I couldn't lose weight. And now I eat all day long, I lift heavy, and I'm in the best shape of my life, doing yeah. it a completely different way. <laughs> and it's also your metabolism. So once you start to strength train, like your metabolism starts to speed up. When you're just doing steady cardio, like say you're doing it six days a week and you're like, why aren't I losing weight? It's because like that metabolism too, you're pla yes. I hate saying plateau, but you actually are. Yeah, um, I, we've covered the squats part of my brand. Um, we've touched on margaritas how how do you feel about alcohol like if you're in a very healthy routine like a couple times a week is it really bad for you like the extra sugar if you're trying to lose weight like what are your thoughts on cocktails so i mean i love a good cocktail and i love <laughs> margaritas so that's why when we were doing this i was like squats and margarita sign me up yes <laughs> um so yes you know, for anyone who's trying to lose weight and they're on like an intense weight loss program, let's say intense, um, you know, you can have your drink at least like once 
one to two drinks a week max. That's what I would recommend. If you are trying to stay away from that, then I would say no alcohol, but do what makes you happy. If you need that glass of wine because you had a crazy week at the ER, you're a nurse and you need that glass of wine just to compress, decompress, do it. I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it. Um, but yes, for anyone who wants to lose weight, yeah, alcohol has a lot high sugar and yeah. it also affects with your recovery. And now this is just like the trainer portion of it. <laughs> I, I want it. I whoop. want it. Me too. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to share this with you guys because I have my whoop and I listen to their podcast is that when this like hockey team, they would drink every Saturday night, every Saturday night. And they would see by Monday that their performance wasn't good, that they weren't, they weren't up to par, and they would be fully recovered by Wednesday. Wednesday is when they can fully perform. So I start, like, I look at my whoop every time after I drink, and when you're in the red zone, that means you are not ready to perform. Like, you can't, you shouldn't even go to the gym, you should be staying home and fully recovering. Yeah, I know, you're mine. After how much? Like, what did you drink? So I, I think I had like two drinks, two drinks and then you're in the red, red zone. Yeah. <laughs> in the red zone it's crazy so that's why like that's what motivates me because i want to perform the next yeah. two days so if i have that glass of wine i was like okay you know tomorrow i actually have like a really a heavy lift day i need to fuel up with water and, and hydrate and everything so um that's like a kind of like a mindset that i was like okay but no i really need to train so yes i'll enjoy my glass of wine at dinner and then the next day i gotta hydrate i gotta hydrate and perform as best i can I have so many things about this. Um, I do you have more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my reason I do have cocktails daily, but in moderate, like I'll have one, like a glass of wine, maybe two glasses of wine at the end of the night, because if I don't before it would be like, again, I'd be sad. And then it would be like, you can't have wine. And then I went to a wedding or something and I had wine. It was like, I had wine, might as well have a bottle of wine. Like it's not, I don't go crazy anymore because I allow myself to have it. I can have yes. a glass or two before it was so off limits. And it, it makes, I was talking to somebody else about this um, last week on the podcast. It makes it like not as desirable. If you have it all the time, it's mm -hmm. or just like, so oh, wine, it's like, it's a part of your life. It doesn't make it so like scary that you yeah. can't have it. Um, and then I also um, heard that when you drink at night, even like, starting like even like late afternoon it messes with your sleep so um you should be a day drinker <laughs> <laughs> so basically you should be drinking in the morning <laughs> right and then be drunk during the day and then no like i so i am cognizant of that now because i'd have a glass of wine before dinner now i try not to do that because it messes with your sleep but i i just say the one maybe it's not for me it is a margarita but for somebody else whatever it is that you need to have you have to make it a part of your life or you're gonna quit, like you're not gonna be able to sustain. It's about a sustainable lifestyle, what works for you. And for me, it's a balance of working out, which is something I do for me, and a margarita or a cocktail. And I need both of those things and I'm happy, I'm in my best body. And for all the years that I was tr all about just trying to get my best body and restricting and obsessing mm -hmm. seven days a week, I was 20 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. So. I just think there's something to be said for a balanced lifestyle. And then now that I'm happier, it's like the whole cortisol effect. Like when you're living in a stressed out, obsessed yeah. out body that I, I was living in that state for 20 years. <laughs> I like, I'd be on vacation be like, I got to get a workout in. I was always just stressed. Your body produces a stress hormone called mm -hmm. cortisol. Cortisol makes you hold on to fat, especially around your middle. So yeah. 
living that way just works against you. When you're just happy and balanced, it's almost like your body just kind of levels out and starts working for you again. If that, I mean, it sounds so simple, but that's what I found. I love it. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. I say this to a lot of people. If you are so fixated and so stressed about losing weight, it's one, it's not enjoyable. Two, it's going to be 10 times harder to lose weight. And Three, I always say, stop being fixated, focus on actually enjoying and just doing the workout. And you're going to start to feel and see the change. You're like, oh my God, I'm actually losing weight. And I, I haven't been like obsessed with like, I got to take do cardio an hour. And, you know, we got to get that mindset out. And yes, it's the happy, you have to be happy. And if that, if having that margarita at night is going to make you happy, do it. And now you're in the best shape. You feel the best. Like, and I'm doing it. It's not as hard. That's what's so funny. Like, now I, I eat what I want. I eat all the time. I listen to my body. I think a lot of it is mindful eating too. And too, yes. eat when you're hungry. I, I, for so long, I just lived in this like starving state. Like I'd be hungry, but I, I would always be like, well, it's not lunchtime yet. I'll save my calories. And my body like shut off. Like it didn't trust me. It was like, are you going to eat today? Or are you going to throw it up? Like, what are you doing now? Yeah. It's like, I listen. Am I hungry? I eat. If I and like halfway through my meal, I just kind of check in. I don't need to finish it. If I want to finish it, I finish it. But before it was like, I just finished what was on the plate because it was there. I wasn't checking in with myself. Just yes. being mindful has made such a difference. Um, and I think just eating more often because my body was hungry, now it burns. And now it's like, cool, food's coming in. We can burn calories now instead of holding on to every little one that you give us sometimes when I yes. was anorexic. It's just yeah. like, it's amazing. Like I'm happier now. My life is easier. I'm not stressed out. I eat what I want. <laughs> I, I work out maybe f five times a week instead of so for some people. It sounds like a lot, but for me, I, it was seven and I, you couldn't pay me to take a day off. And it was just this obsession, like obsession and restriction. And I let go of it and my body responded. I love it. I love it. And that's how, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It took, it sounds easier. It took a while to get there. How do people find you and how do we get your app? So you guys can find me on Instagram at training underscore with underscore T. You can also check out my Instagram um, app one. So training with T app and find me at your Apple store, Android training with T. I just did a quick makeover on it. It looks gorgeous. I'm it really does. happy about it. Yeah. Um, or you can always just check me out training with Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So you never miss an episode and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. 
And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.